Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Arte Anglais podcast, the podcast where we talk about art, culture, and design to help you learn English naturally. You'll hear me talk about interesting topics, English expressions, and English grammar in a different way so you can learn English in context. Hey everyone, and welcome back to episode 26 of the Arte Anglais podcast. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about five projects and artists who are raising awareness about important things within our society. I think given current events with everything happening with the racism protests in America and everything that happened with George Floyd, I think it's really vital that we continue this dialogue about some of the inequalities that we face in society. Because I think it's important that we put ourselves in other people's shoes and we bring to light issues that affect people in our society. We need to put more of these issues into the spotlight so that we continue to talk about them and do something of importance. Now, in today's episode, there will be a few expressions. So you will find the different expressions on our website. So it's www.artianglais.com slash podcast. And if you sign up to be a free member, you'll find a list of all the vocabulary from today's podcast episode and also the transcript. So all of the expressions that I use in today's episode will be in there and listed. This episode will really give you an idea of some of the things that I'm passionate about and that I feel strongly about. Some of the issues in society that I think that we are facing today need to be addressed. And I really feel that artists and designers and creative people have this unique position to be able to communicate an idea and communicate something important to spread a message. So I wanted to talk about some things that artists are doing in recent times that I believe are important given the current situation and the current circumstances. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about five projects and artists that are raising awareness about diversity, racism, LGBT rights, and also things like the art that is forgotten. Also art that builds cultural identity. And then at the end, I want to talk about how art can also have no meaning, but can make us reflect and think about our own actions and our own behaviors. So the first thing that I want to share is about diversity in illustration. Because I believe that artists have the power to really change people's opinions and to make them reflect and to think about things, to encourage them to be more mindful and more empathetic. So I saw an article on Dazine, and I'll leave a link in the show notes for this article. And it's in relation to everything that's happening in the US around George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, there's an, a quote in this article which talks about illustrators and the responsibility that they have, illustrators and artists. And the quote says, illustrators hold a responsibility not only to be aware of the lack of diversity within mainstream media, 
but also to strive to create representational multicultural artworks that create positive change. And I really could not agree more. I think this is so important and artists and illustrators hold this really amazing power to be able to show people what what's wrong with society and what sort of things we need to do to make a better impact. So in this article, they also share different artists that are supporting the Black Lives Matter movement, who were also doing this way before anything was happening in the US. Now, I think this is really important too. This year, I started doing an illustration course. I think I've spoken about it before. And one of the activities that we have to do is to draw people's faces. And this activity was really eye-opening to me. It was eye-opening to me because it made me realize that as a, a white person, we're so used to drawing and representing people without, within our own culture that we sometimes become complacent and forget that society is not just made up of the people like us. They're made up of other people, other cultures, and we should be representing people in a much more diverse way. And so this really drew my attention to the fact that we should be representing people, people from different cultures other than our own. And I think that's really important. And so it's made me reflect and think about how I can continue to do this in my own work. Some of the artists that you see on the article by Dezine are very strong advocates for cultural diversity. So one of them, Courtney Ahn, is a Korean-American illustrator and she talks a lot about white privilege and how people who are white can help to spread the message and make it easier for people to see that diversity is important. So she's written a guide to white privilege and how you can help. Now a lot of her Instagram posts get a lot of comments. There's a lot of controversy around some of her comments. So she's had to turn off the comments so that she doesn't have to deal with some of these issues that she finds really challenging. I think this really paints a picture for the type of society we live in, where it becomes difficult to raise awareness about minority groups when people are really focused on also wanting to spread messages of hate. Another artist who isn't in the article, Raf Urban, is somebody who I've come to follow recently. Now, he does paintings and stencil paintings of black people with positive messages written across their face. And I recently bought a picture of a black woman with the word hope written across her face. And for me, this is a reminder, a daily reminder of the importance of solidarity, of doing something to help. The next one is Sacre Frangine, and she did a an artwork where it's a picture of three people, three black people. And on the, on the illustration, it says black lives matter, black futures matter, and black children matter. And this piece has been very widely distributed and shared amongst people on social media. And the next one is Quinton Monge, and he's a Paris-based graphic designer. And he's drawn two figures that are embracing and they're both from different races, different cultures, 
and it has the caption, there will never be enough black. So a lot of artists at the moment have this responsibility and they share the message of showing solidarity and they want people to be less apathetic. And that certainly made me think about how can I support artists? How can I be less apathetic and more show more solidarity and support for these artists? So if you want to have a look at the article, I'll put the link in the show notes. Go and have a look at the article. See some of the artists that are creating some of these amazing artworks and see how you can support them. Some of them are also taking donations to to support different causes. So I think it's a really important cause to follow. Number two, an important project that I'm looking at. Did you know that this month of June is actually Pride Month? For Pride Month, because of the situation with coronavirus, a lot of events have to be cancelled. A lot of things that were happening can no longer take place. So what I did was I found a, it's called the Pride Circle 21 Day Challenge. And it's organized by the Pride Circle, which is a diversity and inclusive consulting company from India. And what they've done with this challenge is every single day, they provide a list of resources that where you can do something to be more aware of diversity for LGBT people. So lesbian, gay, bi, transgender. And sometimes they add the Q and the I, which means queer and intersex as well. So you can find these resources on their 21-day challenge. Again, I'll put the link in the show description. There's a lot of things like documentaries made by filmmakers, there's articles, there's infographics, there's movies and films. And every day you'll be able to find a resource where you can find out more about things like coming out stories and some of the really moving stories that these people have had to go through in their lives. And the goal of this 21-day challenge is to promote self-affirmation, dignity, equality and increased visibility for LGBT people. There's also things around Pride Month, like people on Instagram create Pride Month art. And I think this is really important to raise awareness of diversity, but also to make people aware of what is happening and and how you can be a better ally to LGBT people. So what you can see here is that Pride Month and the, the 21 Day Challenge is using the arts, using documentaries, artists and infographics lots of things like that to raise awareness and to break down these barriers and I think artists play this really crucial role in being able to spread a message and tell people about something that's important without without saying too many words without using too many words I think we always hear this saying a picture tells a thousand words and I think this is why artists have this really strong power of being able to spread a message with only a few words and a powerful image. My next project is called Outings Project. Now, I discovered this thanks to my French textbook. I was really happy to find this project because I think it bridges the gap between classical art and street art, which are two things that I'm really interested in. So I was really happy to find this project. It was started by Julian de Casabianca, in 2014. 
And what he does is he brings light to artworks in museums or in galleries that are forgotten. So he takes a photo of the artwork, he prints it, and then he pastes it onto the walls in cities around the world. So he's invited by many museums and they ask him to play with their collection. So when they say play with his collection, they mean he goes into the museum or the gallery, he walks around, he observes people, he sees which pieces of artwork are forgotten by people, and then he takes photos and he prints them to put them on the walls. Now, I really love this idea because I believe it really bridges this gap between art in galleries and art in the streets. It really removes the prestige that we associate with classic art because it makes the art accessible for people in the streets. You don't have to go into a big museum and pay a big fee to go and see these art pieces. And so when I saw this project and I had a look at his website and some of the work that he does, I had this idea that perhaps what he should do is take photos of the artworks in the Louvre, which are around the Mona Lisa. For me, I'm sure that these are the most forgotten about paintings in Paris and possibly the world. So for example, the most overlooked painting in the Louvre, it's called The Wedding at Cana, and it's by Paolo Veronese. And with a name like that, he's definitely Italian. So this was painted in 1562, it's called The Wedding at Cana, and it was painted by Paolo Veronese. And with a name like that, he's absolutely an Italian. And it was painted in 1562 to 1563 during the Italian Renaissance. And what this painting is, is a representation, an interpretation that depicts the biblical story of when Jesus turned water into wine. Now, for me, this classical Renaissance painting represents ideal harmony. And I believe that this painting on the streets could really bring about interesting modern day discussion because the themes that are represented in the painting are themes that we see in society today, such as social status, racism, and class. So I think it would be an interesting way to bring to light some of these issues and issues that have existed for a really long time. I think this is a really good initiative and I highly recommend visiting his website to see some of the works that he's done around the world. You never know, you might see a piece that's actually in your city. I think the project does really well to bridge this gap between classical and modern and to make us more aware of some of the styles of art that we might not necessarily be aware of. Number four is also a project that I found out about in my French book. So thanks to learning French, I'm also able to learn some things about art that I find interesting. And this is about the comic book route in Brussels. So since the early 90s, the city of Brussels pays tribute to characters and authors of Franco-Belgian comics with very large murals on the walls. And they're located in the Pentagon in the city centre. Now, why is this so important? Well, the city of Brussels banned advertising posters in the 90s. So what it meant was that many of the facades of these buildings were left looking dilapidated and run down, so not looking very nice. And so one idea that they had was to 
cover these facades and reinvigorate the city. So they commissioned the very first mural, and it was a, a character from Boussey, a comic, and it was by Frank Pe. So that became the first mural that was painted in Brussels. It was a little bit controversial at the time because it was painted in the gay district of Brussels, and people were confused about who the characters were. So you can read about that in the link that I put in the show description for today. So the good thing about this project is at the same time as invigorating the city and beautifying it, they also pay tribute to the authors of comics. And from these comics are from Brussels and from other international authors. And I think this is important because comic books are such a vital part of the culture in Brussels and Belgium. And so it really brings this cultural aspect that can sometimes be invisible and it brings it to light and and gives it the importance that it really deserves. As part of this project, it allows tourists to come to the city and do a tour of the different murals and find out more about the authors, about the authors from Belgium, about the international authors and what this artwork is all about and why it's so important to Belgian culture. The very last one that I'm going to talk about today is the artist Christo. And the reason I'm talking about him is because he died recently on the 30th of May at the age of 84. Now, I first came across the work of Christo in the UK when I lived in London. And his first project that I saw was it's a big floating pyramid and it was in the Serpentine Lake in Hyde Park in London. And it's called the London Mastaba. So it was a big floating pyramid of 410,000 multicolored oil barrels. At the time of his death, he was also in the process of planning work to wrap the Arc Triomphe. However, obviously because of coronavirus, the project was postponed. Many might see his work as strange, but he did what he did to send a message, even though he said he didn't give explanations to his work. One thing that he said was, we make beautiful things, unbelievably useless, totally unnecessary. And I think that's a really important point, is that he makes things so crazy that people stop and look and think about it. I think he did a good job of making us aware of all the unnecessary things that we do in our lives. The message behind his work is really in the eye of the beholder. But for me, his message was about showing us how much we overconsume and how much we really should just look at things in a simple way and make our lives much more simpler. He's very well known for his work where he wrapped famous landmarks such as the Reichstag in Berlin, the Pont Neuf in Paris, and also the gates at Central Park. He's what you call an ephemeral environmental artist, and he was from Bulgaria, but he was also half American. He financed his work through the sale of artwork, which meant he was very passionate about what he was doing. He wanted to send the message. And he was very adamant that his work contained no deeper meaning than the immediate aesthetic impact. And so he had very unusual manner of doing things, such as wrapping buildings, as I just talked about. And this really certainly caught people's attention and got them talking. 
and he was very well known for taking conceptual art to a whole new level. And one of the quotes that Christo said that really stuck with me, and I think really ties everything that I'm talking about today together, is he said, I wanted to transform it, to turn it from an architectural object, an object of inspiration for an artist, to an art object, period. He said this to the newspaper Le Figaro just after he'd wrapped the Pont Neuf in Paris. So I think the common theme with everything in all the things that I'm talking about today is artists and illustrators and designers have this unique perspective in the world. They have the power to be able to use their images and their artwork to make us reflect, make us think and question things. And I think importantly, it makes us question ourselves and our behaviors, but also how can we be, how can we show more solidarity to people? How can we show respect to other people, to other cultures that are different from ourselves? And I think this is a really important point, particularly when you're learning another language. Because learning a language certainly does make you aware of the challenges of cultural differences, but it also gives us this unique opportunity to reflect on how we can bridge that gap. So I'm going to leave you with that thought for today. That is all from me today. I hope you enjoyed listening to my five different projects and artists about raising awareness. I hope it's given you a little bit of insight into some of the things that maybe you could be more aware of or think more about. Next week, I'm going to do a podcast about collaboration in art and I'm going to talk about friendships and I'm also going to talk about enemies in art and and how those two things can really help artists be pushed away from their comfort zone. So I hope you'll join me for that episode. Have a nice weekend and you'll hear from me again soon. Catch you later. Thank you.